Hey everyone, and welcome back to On The Shelf, a program that, as you know, is dedicated to helping you get your products on the shelf of a major big box retailer. As always, I am your host, Tim Bush, and today we have something really special. We have an interview with Jamie Robinson from Mahogany Squared. She is a marketing expert and social media guru. If you are not in the social media space with your products, you definitely do not want to miss this time. You definitely want to listen to absolutely everything she has to say. She will help you understand why it's important to use social media with your product, your branding, and actually how to drive sales. So listen up. Here we go. All right, everybody. Hey, Jamie, how's it going? Everything is everything. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, we're excited that you're uh, on the show. And I have to say, this is not really our first rodeo, right? I mean, we work together all the time. All the time. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> I kind of teed it up in the intro like you were some uh, faraway person that I just met and I was just super enamored, so I thought I'd have you on the show. But in reality, you pretty much handle all my clients, social, all TLB social media clients, right? Pretty much. If I don't handle one, then I think we need to have a side conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well... And, and which is really why I wanted to have you on the show because we were talking, uh, we were talking not too long ago about about uh, one of one of my clients coming to me saying, "Hey, I, you know, I want to really utilize my social media this holiday." And uh, we took a look at the social media, and there really wasn't anything to utilize. Exactly. And so, you know, in in other shows that we've done, I think this is going to be uh, if we air it next week, will be our twelfth episode. But in the first, I think three episodes. Uh, for for this podcast, I've hammered home the statement: you got to get into social media. If you have a product in a company, you got to get into social media. And so, you and I have had a lot of conversations about getting into social media and how that really uh, can help you drive your brand and drive your product. And so, let's kind of start there. And for the folks that might not know exactly what social media is, let's let's start. Give them a quick, not too deep look at social media in general and, and what it is and, and how it works? On the surface, social media, <clears throat> most people are going to be familiar with Twitter, Facebook, maybe Pinterest, Instagram, of course. Um, there are a ton of platforms out there where you are able, or companies, brands, are able to connect with consumers that they may not necessarily reach in their hometowns or in their small cities or even on the Internet. Um, social media allows you to connect with a consumer. I won't say customer, but I'll say consumer um, at first. That consumer becomes enamored with the product and then can share your information with their network. And it just kind of grows and grows and grows and grows. That's best case scenario. So, um, so let's contrast that with it. I mean, if I'm just looking at this space, how, how do people do that before? Before social media, how do people really connect with consumers, as you said? They, I'm not going to say they didn't. They did, but it was through advertising. It was smaller. You had a, most times you had a brick and mortar business and maybe you sent out some flyers or you had a great sale and then Sally Jo would leave your business and she would go home and she would tell her mom and her neighbors and they might stop by before the sale was over. And that was pretty much the extent so it was more limited. The internet has created a situation where you are literally able to reach people around the world. Okay. 
And when you were talking about advertising, I mean, that was expensive, right? I mean, to throw an ad in People Magazine or to, or to have a campaign in a newspaper, that back then, that was pretty, well, it still is pretty expensive, right? Absolutely. And the process was extensive. Um, it still is, like you said, extensive. You've got to, of course, plan way in advance. You can't take advantage of anything that is right now. Um, I'm reminded of the situation that happened. I think it was a couple um I'm not a big, huge sports fan, but a couple Super Bowls ago when the uh, lights went out and Oreo just ate that up and did something quick and easy and said something about dunking in the dark. And it was phenomenal. Um, you can do that in social media. You can't do that with advertising because you've got to be playing three to six months in advance for an ad that's going to go out in October. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like when the, and they still do this, I think, uh, right, when the Super Bowl plays. They make a bunch of shirts for both teams, you know, <laughs> and half the shirts are going to get thrown away because that team lost, right? Exactly. You got And you got to prepare. There's really no way around it. So there's going to be waste. Social media, there's quote-unquote waste, but not nearly as much. All right. So understanding that social media is a now platform, it, it can uh, you, you can really move back and forth with trends and be quick and be agile. I, I get that. And hopefully uh, the, our, our listeners are, are getting that, too. Uh, understanding that it's not all that expensive, right? Correct. Traditionally, it's on the surface. It is free. Um, however, the platforms, you can put a couple dollars behind some of your ads or some of your posts and get them seen by more people. Um, the more you talk or, you know, people who are in the business, they know that Facebook especially has built algorithm after algorithm that has made it a little bit more difficult for you to reach what you consider to be your market. Um, not, I'm sorry, not your followers. But, um, you know, it's their platform and they can do what they want. All right. So I, I get that. Now, uh, you know, one of the phrases I used to use with websites, I still use it with uh, social media, is you can build it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll come. And, you know, obviously that's taken from, you know, if you build it, they will come from Field of Dreams. But uh, just because you have a website or just because you put stuff out on social media doesn't necessarily mean you're reaching anybody, right? Absolutely, and that's one of the biggest um, misconceptions that uh, business owners have. Just because it's there doesn't mean that people are going to come and see it. And just because you have a Facebook or you set up a Facebook doesn't mean that thousands and thousands of people are going to stop by and like your page or the big one, you know, buy your product. It takes some, you and I have had this conversation, conversation. it takes some uh massaging and some loving and some, you know, we you can't just set her aside and think that she's just going to produce for you come the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got to have some spooning, right? Some spooning <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> um, Oh my gosh, I was thinking of spooning. Now I, now I completely, uh, lost, uh, my, my train of thought. Oh, uh, I was, <laughs> I was going to ask, you know, a lot of times, you know, you have sales and you have marketing or you have sales and you have social and salespeople want to sell and social people want to promote. And if you're not necessarily selling products with your social, does that mean your social is not working? Absolutely not. Um, and here's the other thing. Social media and a lot of but, uh, business owners and brand managers need to understand that social media does more than just it can sell your product. It does more than that. It allows 
the search engines and looking at Google um, to it lets Google know that you are trusted, that you are credible. Um, it it helps your SEO tremendously. I can't even jump on that enough. Um, just knowing that you're there isn't enough. That either you need to build that credibility online as a player in whatever industry that you're in, and social media does that for you. Okay, so I always look at it, and you can tell me whether I'm you know, got my head in the sand here or not, but you know, it's a process, right? And social media is just like building a product and wanting to take it to retail is a commitment. You know, you have to be all in social media is kind of the same thing, right? I mean, you really have to have a strategy and stick with it for, and that's what we were kind of calling spooning for it to really pay you back at some point. Exactly. Remember how we used to, and I think you came up with a term, we refer to it as an overall ecosystem and one doesn't really act without the other. Remember those conversations? Right. Yeah. Marketing ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And so social media is a part of that, just like the sales process that um, you go through. You have to do them in line. I mean, you have the experience, you know what works. You built a process that works so that you're able to um, perform for your clients consistently. Social media is the same way, same thing. It's They work together for the end goal, which is, of course, to get items on the shelf. Right. So, hey, and by the way, if you're going to use social ecosystem, you guys need to credit me, okay? <laughs> make sure that, yeah, make sure that you uh, credit uh, Tim Bush, social Bush. ecosystem. There you go. All right. So uh, what everybody really wants to know, and and uh, um, I have, you know, for the first time, I think you and I talked about this, uh, I was talking to a Target buyer, and for the first time ever in the 20 years that I've done this, the buyer actually asked me about the product that I was pitching, you know, what are you doing socially to uh, get this product out there? And I was a little bit taken back by that simply because nobody had ever asked me that before, although I knew that we needed to be out there socially uh, I never had had a buyer ask me. So it's a it's a shift in buying. It's a shift in buyer consciousness. And so because of that, it um, it begs the question, what can we do socially? What should we be doing socially? And how does social media drive our branding and our product and eventually our sales? And I think this is why, one of the reasons why you and I started working so heavily together is when that target buyer asked you that, and then you were able to share that with your clients and let them know, hey, you need to have a social following. Um, the last thing you want to do as a the owner of a new product or whatever that you're trying to get on the shelf is to give the buyer an excuse not to accept your product. And if it's as minimal as not having... Not just that, you know, no one's asking for thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. What they, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, what they're looking for is the effort. Um, you say all the time, you should be the first person as the owner of the, uh, the product to be selling, quote unquote, your product. Social media is a piece of that. If you're not thinking enough of your product to promote it yourself, why should a buyer promote it? Yeah, I um, think that. And you guys can quote me on this too, but I think that really what they're looking for is something that they absolutely can't get on their own. 
And, you know, buyers today can get a lot of things. You know, they can go on Alibaba. They can go, they have people across the world that, you know, especially at Target, they can direct source just about anything. So the one thing they can't direct source is a company's connection with its customers, the company's overall brand image and uh, back and forth and, and the feel that they have with the people that they interact with. That's they can't get that. That's the one last thing that they can't get, and that's the only thing that we have today that we can actually give them that has any value anymore. Because it, it, it's more than just your product. Yeah, you might have a cool product, but uh, there's no product that's going to make or break any retail company out there. Not one product is going to make or break something. It may be cool for a minute, but so they want to do business with companies that have a social consciousness and or have an interaction. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about the interaction rather than, so you can push content out there, but that doesn't necessarily create an interaction. Correct. That engagement, that conversation, just like if you were sitting down um, and having a cup of coffee with one of your close friends, um, you're not going to be the one who's going to just talk and talk and talk and talk without letting your friend get a word in edgewise. I, I might do that. <laughs> yes, actually, you, you probably do do that. Um, but in a normal relationship, the person will let their friend talk a little bit as well. And so there's that back and forth. And brands are able to learn just as much from their consumers or their, you know, their friends, if you will. Then um, the brand can learn from or that the friend can the consumer can learn from the brand. Um, it, you know, I, being in this business, of course, I watch a lot of things that are going on in social. When I see a brand doing that, I just kind of shake my head like, oh, well, that's not good. But um, it, it's, it's a skill. You, ju you have to just treat people like people, honestly. You wouldn't just throw information at someone and then walk away, you know, <laughs> just toss a flyer in their face and keep moving. No. I might. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Maybe that's why my social doesn't work that well. Maybe I'm just out there yelling at people. What did you tell me earlier? Stop yelling. Stop yelling. Stop yelling, yeah. Hey, big boxers. Just a quick announcement from TLB Consulting. Are you looking to scale your business this year? Are you looking to get your products on the shelf of a retailer this year? Well, guess what? Booking a coaching call with me has never been easier. I know based on the past 10 years of working with clients that it can be difficult to be a solopreneur. It can be difficult to scale your business into territory that you've never been to. That's why I have opened up more slots this year than I've ever done before. One of my goals this year is to work with more clients, more solopreneurs, more big boxers looking to get their products into retail than ever before. I want to work directly with you and share my experiences over the last 25 years of getting products into retail. I want to share those experiences with you. I want to talk to you from a place of somebody who's been there and I want to help you get to where I've gone. Like I said, it's never been easier. All you have to do is go to tlbconsulting.com, click on consulting, and then choose 
the time or the bundle that you want and get it scheduled. Let's kick off 2020 with a bang. Let's get you the information that you need. I'm looking forward to meeting you. All right, so let's get down to the one, two, three of it. Uh, I'm an, I, I have a product. Uh, I want to get it on the shelf of a major retailer, but um, I have to you know, pull the engines back a little bit and start somewhere. What's the first thing that I should do in, in social? Is, is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it Pinterest? What should I do first? It completely depends on two things, your product and your market. Each of those, there's a ton of different platforms, and on those platforms are a ton of different kind of people. They each have their different different market, if you will. So it depends on what it is that you're making, um, or what it is that your product is and who you're trying to reach. People on Twitter are different from people on Facebook who are different than people who are in Instagram, and so on and so forth. That's not to say that there's not cross. Like, you know, of course, people have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They have them all. But generally speaking, people are going to be spending more time on one of those, depending on who they are. We have a very strategic process of determining, um, looking at the product and determining what platform would be best for that product. So what's your so so I, I we do have a specific uh, thing that we, that we go through, but isn't it isn't it possible to have a product, let's say an electronics product that it has application on Twitter, on Facebook, and and, and maybe even uh, Instagram? Because from what I've seen, it's not that it's not that that product wouldn't be good for all those type of platforms. It's just that people talk differently on Facebook than they do on Twitter, right? Twitter's more bam bam, and Facebook's more feeling and hey and and uh i want to comment and let's have a conversation so understanding so understanding that we have a universal product let's just start there would you say that we would set up facebook first or twitter first or both of them at the same time and when would we put instagram let's try to give people a uh kind of a a little bit of a roadmap. i mean it's not going to be exact but let's try to give them a little bit of a do this first second third fourth You're absolutely right, and electronics is a good example. Um, Everybody from teenage years to, you know, your baby boomers, if you will, might use or is most likely going to use an electronic uh, device in this day and age. Um, And you're right. It's not that it wouldn't be good on one platform or another. They have to – you have to work them differently. If you take a Facebook message, and this this drives me crazy, if you see a brand or someone, if your marketing company is suggesting that you put the same thing on Facebook as you put on Twitter, as you put on Instagram, fire them. Um, they wow. are not... Fire them. Did you hear that? You're fired. <laughs> fire them. They are not the same prop. Um, not the same voice, not the same people, and people will look at that, roll their eyes, and keep moving. They'll never look at you again. Um, There are platforms out there or tools that will allow you to connect all of your platforms so that when you post on one, you post them on all. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, You have to do the work. Excuse me. You have to do the work to do individual posts for each platform. Um, That's first. So if you have an electronic uh, product, 
Yes, you can put it on Twitter. Yes, you can put it on Facebook. Yes, you can put it on Instagram. And you do them all at the same time. And then um, use them to help cross-promote because one of the platforms might grow faster than the other. So say your, your Twitter your Twitter followers are growing faster, then you're able to say, hey, are you on Facebook? Reach out to us there. And then they already like you from Twitter. If they're on Facebook, they'll like you there. So your reach begins to grow. So starting them all at the same time is fine when you're starting with your product, when your product is brand new, or even if it's not so brand new. Okay, so you're saying that there's no do Facebook first, do Twitter second, do Instagram third, do Pinterest fourth. There's no real... Uh, selected order. Is there an order that you would recommend? I usually start with Facebook and Twitter. Um, they are the most, <clears throat> excuse me, they are the easiest to get started and they produce good engagement. I will say that when you're getting onto Instagram and Pinterest, you need to have a, um, a strategy in place for good quality imagery. That is extremely important. Do not go on on Pinterest with dark iPhone photos. <laughs> um, it just it just won't work for you. And it's so important to put your best foot forward when you're starting your social because you you have one opportunity to get these people to love you, to get these people to even give you a second look, and you really don't want to lose them because once you lose them, they're gone. Okay. Does that mean that you can't take iPhone photos or just the iPhone photos need to be lighted properly and, 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 and look good? Yes. Uh, you can take, especially for Pinterest and, and Instagram, you can take iPhone photos, well, cell phone photos, not necessarily iPhone. I don't want to sound, you know, like I'm an Apple girl. <laughs> but um, You can be an Apple girl. <laughs> you can take cell phone photos. Just make sure that they're good. Got it. Okay. All right. So backing up just, uh, just a bit, because I really want people to understand, you know, it, it, you know, kind of like I'm a four year old here and, and I'm trying to get into this. I mean, eventually I'm probably going to need some help with my, my social, but if I'm going to get it started, uh, what you're saying is I'm going to start it with Facebook and Twitter. I'm going to get on there. Do I need to make my, uh, you know, how close do my handles need to be? Tell me about look and feel. Do I want to have a consistent look across the two? Yes. One of the main things with social media is you want to have the same avatar so that people, if they're bouncing back and forth to the different um, platforms, you become consistent. You know, you always, especially if you're a new brand, um, Make sure you use the same, your logo, your color scheme, um, the look and feel of your brand should be consistent across the board. It'd be the same as if you had a brick and mortar building um, and you were, you had another building that you were trying to, like you have one on Main Street and you have one downtown and those buildings are going to be related because it's the same company. Same thing, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they should be related. People should know that, oh, yeah, I recognize that brand because that's who they are. That just brand consistency should remain throughout. Okay. Yeah, so on, on Facebook, you don't want to have pictures of palm trees and surfers. And on Instagram, you know, you have your, your logo. That's going to give people kind of the wrong impression? Yes, very much. It's, it's going to confuse them. Like, what, 
what are you doing? You know, what are you selling? You don't want to have to make them think. That's the last thing you want them to do. Okay. Now, when we put, what kind of stuff should we be putting out on social? I mean, what's, what should we be posting? You're getting into the, you know, my secret, secret stuff now, Tim. <laughs> oh, we, that, we don't want to give out the secret sauce. Okay. Well, let's give out, uh, let's just, let's just talk broadly about, oh, okay. Instead of the secret sauce, let's talk about what we don't post. Um, we do not degrade competitors. Okay. That's like rule number one. We do not put out information that is too old. Um, too, if, it's, too if it's 2015, please don't find an article from 2011 and decide to put it out there and like, oh, did you hear? No, don't do that. Okay, so no degrading, <laughs> no uh, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> 15 minutes, yeah. Um, no false lies or anything in this, this could be just me, but no gossipy. Um, take the high road always. I feel, I feel strange having to, to say this, but no lying, no <laughs> lying folks. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you have to write that down, we got an issue. So if you're out there writing down, okay, Tim says no lying. Yeah, we, got, we got bigger issues. So, all right. No false information. So no degrading, no 15 minutes ago and nothing false. Okay. What else? Those are my, those are probably my main don'ts. My main do's, first and foremost, Here's be gracious. Thought. What's that? Be gracious and thankful. And, um, you know, be a, be a good host. If someone comes to your home and they bring you a bottle of wine, thank them. Same thing on, on social media. Except for on Twitter, you don't have to thank people for every retweet. Retweet. That gets ridiculous. That's interesting that you say be a gracious host, right? Because think about that. Think about if you were having a, uh, you know, you were you were having a uh, a party and you had guests coming over. You wouldn't degrade them, right? They wouldn't walk in the door and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you look horrible." <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then secondly, you wouldn't be in a circle of your friends at, at your own party talking about some current event uh, from two years ago. Probably not. Exactly. Uh, and then thirdly, uh, hopefully, you're not uh, talking to your friends just flat out lying. Uh, exactly. And, uh, and that's and what it, people do on social media, which is amazing. They, it's like they turn into a different person and all of the rules that you would, you would have for face-to-face -face interaction just kind of go out the window when it comes to social, any interaction online. Um, but the thing is, the same rules that work face-to-face -face work in social media because we're all still people just sitting behind the screen. So if, I think if there's one takeaway... If you took away one thing, uh, well, hopefully you'll take more than one thing because you can rewind. But if you were to take away one thing, I think that that's, that's kind of it. You know, be the person in social that you are in, in real life. Be that gracious, upfront, current, uh, thankful person on social that you're being in, uh, in real life. Uh, it's not a... Um, Especially with your business, you're not out there looking to be something that you're not because eventually people are going to find out actually who you are and what your product is and it's not going to pay you back. And unlike, unlike newspaper or unlike print advertising that uh, comes and goes, if you do something bad on the internet, it's there forever. 
Absolutely. That right there, <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's the caveat. You can throw away a magazine. You can throw away a newspaper. You're not throwing away the internet. So you guys got that? Nothing bad. Don't be bad. Don't be bad on the internet. Okay, so those are the do's. Those are the don'ts. Uh, what kind of do we ever want to be personal in in our uh, Facebook? I've seen some Facebook uh, business Facebook pages where you know the owner of the company takes a shot of him and his wife out at dinner. Um, do people really want to see that? I think it depends. It depends on the product. It depends on the owners of the company. It depends on that company's um, core values. And these, of course, are all things that we would discuss in the strategy meetings. Um, <clears throat> some companies are family-owned, and they consider it very important for their followers or friends or customers to know, you know, to let them into their family, if you will. Um, and it, it's a personal decision with the owners of the company, always. Yeah, I think that if you're selling yourself, Right. So if right. you're a dentist or a doctor or yes. uh, people, when they buy your product, it's actually you that they're buying might want to see that you're a normal person. Right. That you actually do go out to a restaurant and eat and, and, and do those normal things, uh, as opposed to if you're selling a product, the the owner of the company that sells a product, nobody really cares if that guy eats. Right. Or <laughs> um, but they might want to see you using the product, maybe. Yes. There was a, a customer that I had who, um, it was funny, I had the opportunity to be with them at their home, and they were actually using the product. And I took it upon myself to do an iPhone video showing and talking through. Now, what they were showing is, because they had done it a million times, it was very simple for them. But I was able to say, okay, wait, you know, from a I don't know you point of view, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Put that video online. It was extremely, extremely successful. Cool. Very nice. All right. Lastly, um, one of the things we didn't talk about is, you know, when you when you post articles, information that you find interesting, information that kind of backs up what you're trying to tell people. If if you have a product that solves a problem and you post an article about that problem, proving to people that there is a problem, you're generally sending people to somebody else's information. Correct. And here's the thing, uh, with that whole sharing and being a person type thing and not being selfish, <clears throat> Tim, um, <laughs> I, I usually follow an 80-20 rule where I am sharing 80% of other people's information and only 20% of the clients. Um, here's why. It's not selfish. It shows that you have no problem letting other people know about other brands, other situations, other issues. Um, and it's not me, 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 narcissism. Um, it builds, ironically, it builds your own credibility. Um, and they, the customer, the consumer starts looking at you as someone who knows what's going on. So when they're looking for whatever that product is, they come back to you because you know. Okay. You're an authority. Right. Understood. I guess what I was, what I was wondering, though, is let, let's say... I have a product and you have a blog and I like what you're saying about my area, my category. So I keep reposting your articles on my social and that sends everybody to your blog. At some point I want to start writing myself, right? At some point I want to start sending my social peeps to me uh, and not keep pushing them to you because eventually they may hire you and, uh, 
um, if I'm trying to gain business too in the end. So I, I've, I've set up my social. I've created my brand. I've had interaction. I, I, I'm hopefully doing all the do's and not doing any of the don'ts. At, at some point, I, I want to start publishing some information and sending people to me, right? Yes, you have to do your own content creation. Um, you have to invite people to your home, um, and that's what does it. It's when you're building, when you're writing blogs. It's basically an invitation to come to your house. And I guess I'm getting kind of heavy with the real life <laughs> comparisons, but that's basically what a blog is. It's an invitation to come over, look at what's going on over here, um, and that's what you want people to do. So, yes, you do need to create your own content for your website. That goes back to the, you know, if you build it, they will come. No. If you, you have a website, that doesn't mean that anybody knows that it's there. Um, you have to invite people over. Give them a reason to come. That's your content creation part of it. I actually think that that's the, the takeaway. I don't think you're getting too heavy into that. I actually think that if, if you're going to take away one thing, you got the do's, you got the don'ts, but this is no different from interactions that you're having face-to-face, -face, invitations that you might be sending. Think about and treat your social peeps like good friends and don't wait for them just to drop by because that's probably not going to happen. They're busy. You have to invite them. Hey, and here's the thing. When you invite them, there has to be something cool for them to do. Right. You know, nobody wants to come over to somebody's house for a party and just sit there. <laughs> so the takeaway here, uh, if I'm understanding you right, Jimmy, is treat people like you do your best friends on social. Invite them over and then have something cool for them to do or look at or read. And then when they're gracious to you, be gracious back. Am I got that right? Pure and simple. That's it. That's social media. Congratulations. <laughs> I feel like I've graduated. I feel like I've graduated. I've been schooled for the last uh, 20, 30 minutes, and, and uh, I passed. There you go. I passed. Congratulations. Okay. All right, Jamie, last uh, final thought. If you could throw one last thing in there, um, what would it be? Ooh, one last thought. I would say don't dismiss the power of social media. Just because the reputation of social media is anybody can do it, don't necessarily believe that. Um, yes, anybody can build a Facebook page, they can build a Twitter page, but when it comes to strategy, you really want to talk to a professional. Right, so it's not always, although you can get it going, um, to really rev it up, it's not always a DIY project, right? Exactly, correct. Okay, so there you go, there's the takeaway. When you get it up and running, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody for some professional help, somebody that's really going to take it to the next level. So if they wanted to reach out to you, Jamie, where would they find you? Oh, they can find me online and just about any social platform at, at jamrob, that's J-A-M-M-R-O-B. Um, they can also find my website at mahoganysquare.com. Um, they can find me at TLB, hanging out every once in a while because you invite me over, and that's always nice. Okay. So so you can find her on Twitter. That's Jamrob, J-A-M-M-R-O-B, right? Correct. It's just your website, MahoganySquared.com. Dot com. And if you, if you forget all of those, you can just reach out to us, and uh, we'll connect you. So 
Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at TLB Consult. You can find us on Facebook at TLB Consulting. And if you want to reach out to us in person or via email, uh, our website is uh, TLBConsulting.com. So glad uh, that you're here. If you like the podcast and you want to continue to listen, hit the subscribe button, share it with your friends, share it on social. Okay? Awesome. This is something you can invite people to. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so next week, tune in. Uh, uh, we'll be coming back on Monday with our um, start of the week wisdom. And then on Wednesday with our next podcast. But until then, we'll see you and see your products on the shelf. Bye.